G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Well, as you know, the debate about marriage continues and there is a battle that's ahead this year in 2016. But while the battle might be raging about marriage and those who are trying to dismantle the definition of marriage, it's always a good thing for us to talk about the true value of marriage in a biblical sense. What is God's design for marriage? Well, it's good today to be able to connect with author Ray Hawkins, who's written about marriage in his book, From Eden with Love. Ray's joining us. Hello, Ray. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, thank you very much, Neil. It's very good to be here and uh, via the, the phone, as it were. Well, Ray, you're in Tasmania. you 40 years as a minister in the Churches of Christ, and you decided to retire in the Apple Isle. Uh, yes, uh, we were... Uh uh, looking for a place to retire after uh, ministry in uh, Maitland uh, with the Churches of Christ there. And uh, uh, my son and uh, his wife had just moved down to uh, Tassie and uh, they had their first grandchild. So uh, I thought, oh, let's go down there and spoil the grandkid. I reckon that was a pretty good idea and we've loved it ever since. Now let's talk about marriage. You're married to Mary. She's also an author of uh, inspirational romance books. Ah, uh, yes. The um, uh, the one that started me writing, actually, she uh, she's a bestseller uh, romance writer, Christian, and um, uh, she nagged me. Well, she would say it was encouraging me to write. Uh, um, what I like to uh, write and read is devotionals, and uh, I'm not a novelist uh, at all. So uh, I started out uh, and uh, gave it a go, 31-day devotionals on the theme devotions, and uh, one of them was From Eden With Love, which is about marriage. Well, let's talk about From Eden With Love, a devotional book, uh, 31 lessons or 31 insights in the book and it's all about the biblical foundation for marriage as you reflect on some of those devotions and I wish we could go through every one of them but we won't be able to uh, which ones are the ones that are outstanding which is the most outstanding uh, insight that you've written into your book from Eden with love well actually I think uh, it's the first day uh, called the symbolism of marriage Uh, I think a lot of Christians uh, in the debate, but also just in regards to marriage, don't appreciate um, what, uh, when a man and a woman marry, what it is really expressing. And uh, to me, it comes out in uh, Genesis, the account there of uh, Adam and Eve, um, and uh, it links in with uh, 
Christ and the uh, the church, his bride. So um, the symbolism to me uh, is a ref- should be a reflection of Christian marriage anyway of what Christ and the church are about. And uh, I find that uh, a lot of Christians don't realise the symbolism is so stark. Uh, Eve was taken out of the side of Adam, according to Genesis, and I believe that. Not because God doesn't know what he's doing, but because that was a, if you like, a symbol, a prophecy, a typology of uh, what Christ would do on the cross. Where did the church come from? Out of his side. When he was pierced, out flowed blood and water, and the church was born when we put our faith in Christ. And uh, to me, that's what marriage is. Um, Adam and Eve came together, one flesh. Christ and the church bring us in to one flesh. And uh, marriage is, from a Christian perspective, a testimony to that, to Adam and Eve and to Christ and the church. Interestingly, we could take an academic approach to the Bible. And uh, then there's this other one that you've taken, which is a devotional approach. Uh, But that's not neglecting those sound uh, interpretive foundations from the scriptures, talking about types and symbols and those sorts of images mm. that we have coming from Genesis and fulfilled in Christ. And so when we talk about uh, being taken from the side of Adam, uh, that connection there of how the church has come uh, in talking about the, the crucifixion, the, the side of Christ, the, the spear that was cast into his side. Yeah. Uh, some people would say, well, that's a, that's a bit of a long bow, but, but there is something <laughs> beautiful in the, in the devotional aspect of that. Well, I, uh, to me, it, uh, it is beautiful and uh, awesome because, you know, um, I, I just could I read the, uh, uh, the first little section of, uh, of this? Because it explains what I'm trying to get across. It says, Moses must have heard it wrong. Either that or God was playing a trick on him. In Genesis reading, it says, Adam gave birth, as it were, through surgery to Eve. We know birth is a prerogative of the woman. Moses knew it also. Why then would he write it down and give it an integral part of Scripture? The problem is compounded, if possible, by the Apostle Paul. Man did not come from woman but woman from man. Adam was formed first, then he, that's 1 Corinthians 11 and 8. So um, why? Why would God do it that way? Unless there's a spiritual dimension in relationship to his purpose and plan, in this case for the church and for men and women's salvation and relationship with him. And you like to reflect on another one of those images that we see, that between a man and a woman, when the two unite, they become one flesh. One One flesh flesh is a very powerful concept from the Bible. Yes, it is. It's beautiful, and uh, that's why uh, Paul, again, writing in Corinthians, talks about if you're uh, playing fast and loose in relationships, you're breaking the image, and uh, uh, you are... If you're a Christian, you're bringing judgment upon yourself because you're defiling the temple of God, the body of Christ. And uh, that's expressed in the way you are mistreating the marriage relationship. And that's why premarital uh, sex, as it were, is wrong. And that's why, if I may say so, uh, 
the same-sex debate has no part of the biblical uh, and Christian viewpoint. And, of course, the idea of one flesh uh, creating wholeness between two, uh, you've reflected, too, on the idea that perhaps as a result of the fall, this image that we have being created in the image of God was lost or ruined, but there is a oneness in relationship with Christ. And you're saying that that is reflected in the one flesh relationship. Definitely, and uh, that's again why uh, the scriptures uh, insist over and over again that uh, a person who marries, say a Christian, uh, should marry a Christian because spiritually they become one as well as physically they become one. And um, uh, it is the, the Spirit of God within me and the Spirit of God within my wife uh, that when we are together in one flesh, we are Adam again. We are Adam and Eve, and one as God meant us to be. We're talking with Ray Hawkins, author of the book called From Eden with Love. Uh, Ray, stay around because we'll come back and talk some more about marriage because your book is all about marriage, From Eden with Love. We'll That's continue right. our conversation in just a few moments. Thank you. Okay. We're taking some time to talk about marriage with Ray Hawkins, who's author of the book called From Eden With Love. It's a book that's all about marriage. And in a year when marriage is one of the hot topics uh, and hotly debated, uh, it's good to talk about the value of marriage from a biblical perspective. And From Eden With Love, uh, Ray Hawkins, uh, uh, did you say more than 50 years you've been married to your wife, Mary? And uh, I, yes. I guess uh, I guess that sort of length of marriage gives you some level of credibility to talk about the value of it. Uh, true. Uh, I, well, I hope so anyway. I hope I uh, practice what I'm uh, writing anyway. And, uh, and my wife should be here to say... Uh, yes or no to that but I think uh, I could honestly say that um, she has been well what God said to Eve would be to Adam his helpmate definitely let's talk about some more of the devotions it's a 31 day devotional all about these insights these gems that talk about and reflect marriage from a biblical perspective let's talk about another one of the focuses you have in one of those devotionals the marriage dance what is the oh, marriage dance it's part of being yoked together uh, which uh, is another term part of the book I've written but uh, the uh, marriage dance is really uh, getting in step with each other and it comes from uh, Jeremiah 31 and uh, the passage there and I've got it down here I remember as a teenager plucking up the courage to go and learn to dance at first it felt awkward I was nervous, reticent and clumsy, and I sure was. My teacher endured many a sore toe and scraped shin before I became reasonably proficient in a variety of dances. And when I married, I began to realise I was in an unending dance. Both of us were beginners, and uh, while we had coaches on the sidelines that we were, we had to learn to step in tune with each other. And so that's what uh, the marriage dance is about. It's uh, more than sore toes and scraped shins results from our practicing 
its egos get bruised as emotions rose and being stepped upon and combined with all the uncertainty or disagreements about what tune we were dancing, you'll have to realise that marriage dance can lead one or the other to sit it out. Perhaps one of the hardest things we have to hear the same melody and sway to the same beat. It's easy to embrace in the marriage dance. It's another thing to maintain the embrace when life offers an orchestra with unfamiliar, conflicting or unwanted music. In other words, we've got to learn to dance together. There's another spiritual dimension to that marriage dance. And if we were reflecting theologically, I know that there are those uh, who like to reflect theologically and think of the way that God is, uh, three persons in the Trinity. And people often talk about God and his relationship within the Trinity, almost in the sense of being part of the dance. And part of the dance, yeah. There is a sense, isn't there, in which when we talk about marriage between a man and a woman, there is that sort of connection too to this image of God again. I'd agree with that uh, without any shadow of doubt. I like what um, uh, Ecclesiastes says about a threefold cord you can't break. And uh, in marriage, that's so important. Husband and wife and God and uh, ties you together. And also, as far as the, uh, the dance is concerned, uh, God uh, wants us to dance to his tune, to be in step with his beat. And that's only possible when a husband and a wife have their own personal relationship with, uh, with Christ and have it together in harmony with each other so that uh, as the Lord leads, they dance and they are in step, regardless of whether it's an up-tempo beat or whether it's a nice little wolf around there. Could I say that words used for dancing in the Old Testament include turn around, twist, long before rock and roll was fashionable, I must say, and to skip. And it seems as though this gives us all scope to dance before the Lord and to do it in step with our partner. Psalm 150 and verse 4 says and encourages us to praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and the flute. And that's what I think a husband and wife should express um, to their children and to their community that they are dancing under the smile of God and a testimony to others. Let's talk about another one of the devotionals, the idea of love's real perfume. Uh, How do you describe that in the context of talking about marriage? In Corinthians, it talks about uh, us being um, clay pots and uh, we have the fragrance of Christ um, being uh, in us. And I think the Lord wants us to... uh, express his presence within us um, and to share that with one another and uh, that when we are together that should be strong and it should permeate our home uh, so that our children grow up in the perfume of a person's love for his wife and her her husband and uh, they should that's the part of the perfume. and uh, in Galatians five, of course, we know about um, the fruit of the spirit. In uh, Proverbs twenty-seven and verse nine, it says, uh, 
perfume and incense bring joy to the heart. So I think um, love's real perfume should be doing that, capturing and, uh, as it were, lassoing um, the hearts one to the other. And that, of course, related to the fragrance of Christ out of Second Corinthians chapter 2. Definitely, yes. And uh, you know, so much in this world wants to uh, uh, sour that fragrance. And particularly in a married couple, uh, there's so much uh, temptation and so much pressure, um, good, bad and indifferent, that really wants to make that uh, perfume weak. And when it gets weak, it can get overthrown by other stench. And um, then there's hassles within the relationship. But when we uh, worship the Lord, when we read his word, when we learn to pray both separately and together, and I'd have to admit here uh, that it was hard for me in our early years to learn to pray with my wife. No, no difference. I couldn't... Uh, have any trouble praying by myself or in church and she didn't have any trouble praying there but my background and hers were entirely different and it took a while before I sort of um, learnt that it was so important that the perfume of prayer was not only single but it was corporate with husband and wife and um, uh, when I uh, sort of came to grips with that It added to the perfume, if you like. Well, some tremendous focuses there in those daily devotions, all about marriage. The book we're talking about is called From Eden with Love, and uh, 50 years of wisdom, I guess, gone into this devotional book. It's about uh, biblical foundations that go right back to Eden and about two becoming one flesh in Christ. Uh, marriage in a biblical sense. And Ray Hawkins is the author. Uh, The book is called From Eden with Love, and it's available at good Christian bookstores. And, uh, Ray, I just appreciate your insights today. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Oh, thank you for allowing me the privilege of sharing with you. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.